Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Letters of Truth from all over the world, read by Antonio. I messed up, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't prioritize making sure that I knew when your surgery was. Busyness with my life is my excuse, and it's a terrible one. I should have written it down. I know some would say that I should just remember something like that, and I knew it was coming up in early December, but I didn't know exactly when, and I didn't ask either, which was my mistake. So I am sincerely sorry. And then, I handled the aftermath terribly, thinking that I could make it up to you when I saw you in person as I had planned to do. I know we talked about this. I remember doing so when I was at Lake Arrowhead in the grocery store when you first told me about it. That was a long time ago. So maybe you don't remember. And maybe I should have been more explicit. But that is the sole reason we flew in and out of Philadelphia this year. To see you. I knew back when you first told me about it in July or August that you were worried and nervous and maybe scared. Having any kind of surgery at our ages is scary, and especially one that is so intrusive. So again, I'm so sorry for not being a better friend to you. I know that I hurt you, and I'm trying to apologize for that, and maybe I'm doing a terrible job of doing so, but all I can do is hope that you can forgive me for making that terrible mistake. I do want to address the other part of our conversation, where you said our friendship had been gross for a long time, I was really thrown by that. I have never thought that about our friendship. You have always been someone who has been dear to me. I thought we were as close as we could be given the geographical distance. I mentioned that I'm the one who always calls. And you explained that that was because you were understanding of my time with Sam. I have always appreciated that, but he's now 11 and he doesn't need me like he used to. I can talk to anyone on the phone now with little interruption from him. This has been the case for many years now, but I just figured you and I had gotten on this pattern of me calling you and I didn't question it until you accused me of trying to, quote, fit you in. For the longest time, my weekly habit was to call you and call my mom. Of all the people on the East Coast who I routinely called, it was you and my mom. That's it. Anyone else is a once in a while person, but not you. You've never been a once in a while phone call for me. You've been a routine person for me to call because I love talking to you and thought that was what our friendship was. Every time I come back to PA, I tell you so that I can try to work it out to see you. I have not ever once come back and not told you and not tried to see you. If that's what you mean by me trying to fit you in, I guess that's true. I'm trying to balance seeing you and seeing my family, but you have always been a priority to see. And yes, it doesn't always work out, but I sincerely try. I have other friends in Philly, like Mary, or New Jersey, like Nicole, but I don't try to see them every time I come home. They aren't as important for me to see as you are. I have tried to see you every single time. You also said that all we ever do with our conversations is hear me talk. Wow, that is also news to me. 
I'm sure that it happens from time to time, but if I have a blind spot to that, I would hope that you would tell me in a way where I can hear you and not in a way that immediately puts me on the defensive. And like I said, I feel like you always get off the phone with me after 15 to 20 minutes so that you can go watch TV. And that's fine. One thing I've learned is to love the people I love for who they are, the good and the bad. I remember coming to Philly a couple of Christmases ago and having brunch, then coffee with you. It was a really rainy day and I was prepared to hang out for several hours and just really catch up. We were together for about an hour and a half when you said, well, I have to get home now. I thought to myself, really? I've flown across the country to see family and am taking a full day to come see you and she only wants to spend an hour and a half with me? At the same time, I know this about you. And I don't take offense because I know this about you and still love you. A couple of summers ago, I came and spent the night. We ate pizza and went to the mall the next day. It was around noon when, after the mall, you said, Well, I've got things to do. Again, I was prepared to spend a lot more time with you. But you called it off for whatever your reasons were and I wasn't mad about it. I know this about you and still love you. I may not have these exact details perfect, but this has been my memories of these examples where I now have to ask you, who is fitting in who here? I get that you're mad at me for not reaching out to you during your surgery, and I deserve for you to be mad and tell me. I handled it terribly and acknowledge that. What I don't deserve is for you to minimize our friendship as much as you have and to make me out to be a terrible person. You said things on Saturday like, I just want you to take note of who is yelling at who here. Don't do that. I was emotional and passionate and blindsided by someone who just said that our friendship was gross. So if we're going to have a discussion about who's done what to who, then I think we're both to blame. I still hope you can forgive me for my mistake with our friendship. We have too much history to let this end, but I leave it up to you now. Thank you to all of the authors for sharing their letters of love. If you would like your letter read, send your submission to renbehavior at gmail.com. That's R-E-N-B-E. H-A-V-I-O-R at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.